Top Shelf Fantasy. All right, Podcast 87, week one in the books. It's actually a pretty good Thursday night game between the Browns and Bengals. I did not did not think it was going to be that exciting. I would not have uh, thought that at all. No, it caught us all by surprise. I literally said, why on the 100th day in the NFL, or the 100th year anniversary, are they putting up these two crappy teams and then, you know, and both in Ohio. Awesome. So, yep. figured that out a little bit midway through the game. <laughs> I, I was really hoping, I was really hoping uh, Joe Burrow uh, snuck that one out, but... Um, top Shelf Fantasy, TopShelfFantasy.com, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Top Shelf, FNTSY. Um, all right, so we're taking a look at, we're going to recap the Thursday night game, go over some news, uh, do a little week two preview, and go over some consensus start and sits we have for each player. Uh, head on over to TopShelfFantasy.com. Um, we'll have our start and sit articles over there. Go ahead and subscribe. We will email you out the list. Uh, so you don't have to look for it, and we will send it to you. And I guess with that, do we start with the the myriad list of of already inactive players for week two? Oh, there's we so many. Let's let's go over who is active. I know, right? It's shorter list. <laughs> it's a shorter podcast. Dow's names every defensive player in the NFL. You're damn right. <laughs> Stephon Gilmore is going to be uh, active. So, um, all right, so. I'm just going to go right from the top to the bottom here. The Steelers, James Conner got in a full practice on Thursday. Sounds like he's going to be good to go. Um, there, there's That's that. Um, it kind of erases Benny Snell a little bit, who is one of our waiver pickups, I think. But I still think you have to hold Snell, and it's still kind of a wait and see on James Conner. I mean, but, feel free to chime in. Just oh, it's a big name. It would take you some some stones to start Benny Snell, but it could be a good start because James Conner could very well be one drive and done. We've seen him do it. So same thing as last week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Six, six touches later. Yeah, he had fifty-one weeks to prepare, and so, uh, he got six six touches out yeah. of it. So. Six touches. I would expect five. Are we gonna do an so over? What's under? the over? I'm <laughs> I'm hammering the over, and that's four. <laughs> <laughs> all right so four and a half so the over under yeah um jack doyle ruled out i kind of feel like this one came out of nowhere came out uh, of there's a few field. that came out of nowhere yeah um and then the aj brown is ruled out which i know he was banged up going into the week but i did not expect them to rule him out and mind you this is friday like so they're not even gonna allow Saturday and Sunday and let them get into pregame warmups to say it's going to be a game time decision. They just ruled them out yep. straight ahead. And Corey's got Corey has a little conspiracy theory on what this all might actually be. But uh, yeah, I don't want to get into it too much. But um, what you did see a uh, simultaneous move was that Corey Davis was removed from the injury report. So yep. him probably big day. Adam Humphreys, a uh, little bit of a plus for him. Johnny Smith. Right. Uh, who's the other guy that they were throwing to? Uh, Ferkser? Raymond. Oh, yeah. Yep. And Khalif Raymond. Frisker, the other tight end. Yep. Yeah. They were all getting a lot of work against the Broncos on uh, Monday night, so all of them are in for an increased role with A.J. Brown out. Yep. Um, and Corey Davis was a pickup of the week for us, too, so hopefully you took our advice and, and picked him up. Philip Lindsay's ruled out. I don't think that really means much other than uh, start your Melvin Gordon shares because there's really no threat there. Um, Royce Freeman, man. Okay, so, they, so they start your Melvin Gordon share. <laughs> I mean, Freeman will have to pick up some touches there, but they gave was, him a was, couple weird looks last week too. Like, they did. There was one from a, it was like the seventeen yard line. He almost scampered in. He was just short on the goal line, diving for a pylon. It's like, could you just be consistent and give the ball to Melvin Gordon? Do they? These coaches have no respect for us fantasy owners. No, none. Yeah, at all. Th- that's the other thing too. Is like that's actually kind of what I wanted to hint on was that Lindsey actually was way more involved than I had expected. Oh yeah, until he got hurt, he was he was literally fifty was close fifty to fifty. Yeah. Almost, honestly, I feel like at one point he was getting more touches. Well, Gordon more. fumbled, and like, yep, he's gonna see a lot less touches now. And then Lindsey was in for like two straight drives. Yeah. Uh, the next one, Kenny Galladay, out, yeah, out uh, as well. This is getting concerning, and this is on us. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, we we may <laughs> we have cursed signed it. jersey. Now no one's gonna want it. <laughs> <laughs> But everybody he, flops in the listening league, oh. just drops out. And, and like, again, ah. th- it's Friday, and like Tom said, they're not even going to give this guy a Saturday to see what he looks like. He's already out, so that's a very bad sign. Yeah, troubling that it's serious or that he's not, um, you know, healing up well, whatever it might be. But either way, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, 
TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Yeah. Find your other lines because they are probably going to be chucking well, the ball Quez, against Green Bay. And so Quintez Cephas saw 10 targets with Galladay out. So, again, another guy to uh, keep an eye on. He's my dart throw of the week, actually. So uh, there, there's Salt that. If he, if he actually can hone in a few of those balls, I think it was like three for 10 he went, something like that. That was not good. Yeah, and you but want to see him at a minimum – 55 percent catch uh you know yeah catch he's he's erased once galladay comes back on the field anyway so he's yeah. not really a long-term play unless there's a long-term injury uh sanders is active which is massive uh we have him i i feel like all of us have a sanders share somewhere yeah and it's like we were trying to scoop the guy up as much as we can so him going into the season with the injury and now uh you know getting in a, a full practice and being active for week two is phenomenal um i will toss out there that Devonte freeman is visiting the eagles for so the second time so that is uh yeah that's a that's a head scratcher and we'll see what comes of that but that also comes off of the heels of boston scott coming off of the field uh and there's been no news about game. him either which no. is kind of nope. weird but again he's it will come up tomorrow saying he's out for five weeks yeah. because yeah. that's the nfl right yeah now. ir three weeks another, another shocker was um Jameson Crowder too. I didn't yes. even know this guy got hurt. And when he came, in, he got hurt. I think Craig's like, I didn't even see him go up the field at all or no. hear one report. And the week before that, he was limited in practice because of this hamstring, and he still played. So I was very, you know, and he played well. He he did. He played great. Yeah, I was very concerned when I saw that he is now out. And I mean, uh, are the Jets really tanking? Like well, Trevor, you have to like, imagine too to that. <clears throat> Adam Gase is just saying, like, oh, I, I mismanaged the Lev hamstring. Like, let me not do that with Jamison Crowder because I really can't replace him. I don't think. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. If I'm Adam Gase, I need to win football games yeah. to, you know, stay in It's also, yeah, I mean, so. I might be I might be overestimating his own self-awareness. Maybe so. he's trying yeah, to get I fired. think you are. <laughs> yeah, Gase is a moron. Uh, um, yeah. So, Michael Thomas has a chance to play. This was massive uh, and really – you know, uh, unfortunate for us. So we're in a uh, vampire league. We acquired Michael Thomas, and now he comes out that he, you know, the the high ankle sprain is a lot worse than it uh, originally assumed to be. It sounds like he's going to be a game time decision. I don't know about you guys, but I don't know that I'm comfortable starting Michael Thomas anywhere. Um, no, I think this game time decision is he's out, but we're saying it's a game time decision to kind of mess with well, the they, other team. They haven't come out yeah, they haven't come out and said that he's officially out. If I had to guess he's not going to play. But if he's active it goes it's, out again, there. It's hard not the, to yeah. play him. I mean exactly. they just keep they keep putting him on his on their injury report, but he's the only one that's commenting. He's saying I'm I'm gonna have a chance playing. You know, I think I have a shot to go Sunday. But you're getting no comment from the actual team. It's which still is, uh, amazing because they said several weeks and they never placed him on IR, so it kind of shows Wow, this guy could really be bad by week three. Yeah, yeah, I bet. I mean, with his, with his talent, seems to be players like him and Saquon won't be able to come back in two weeks on a ten-week injury. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. It was last week. He's just competitive too. Like Michael Thomas is known to be a, a, a dog. Like he just wants to be out there, put me on the field, I'll figure it out. You know, tape me up. So good for him. Tough guy. Uh, Devonte Parker officially listed as questionable. Um, <clears throat> that's then, a that's a sketchy one. I'm more they, worried about that than Michael Thomas. They shouldn't have played him week one. Yeah, they really forced him out there, which is so yeah, yeah, and so he, unfair to him. And he didn't look necessarily great. He didn't look crisp, and then he really probably just got worse as a result of re-injuring, um, you know, an injury he already had. So I don't expect him to be much better next week, even if he does play. And he's just a, he's a huge risk while he's dinked up. If he's healthy, I'd For start sure. him all day long. Sure. But dinged up, it just you don't know if he's going to do exactly what he did last week and come out of the game, miss drives, you know, miss huge portions of the game. That's not something you can rely. I would rather start a flyer that I pick up off of waivers that is actually going to be out there for seventy percent of the snaps and you know maybe get one ball, but at least he has a shot. Yeah, and on top of that too, is wasn't he playing like uh, probably one of the top three corners in the league? It's um, it's not White, but they're playing the Bills. So uh, Levi Wallace. No, it's it's the one of the guy. other the the <laughs> top. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> got the other guy. Uh, John Brown uh, was back at practice on Thursday and Friday, uh, which is good. It looks like Josh Allen's finding his his deep ball threats that they they brought in with him in digs. Cortland Sutton. So here's another two big ones here. Uh, Cortland Sutton's a game time decision. So f 
and George Kittle <laughs> is is ruled out. So I mean, we we have some big name players that we're already going into week two that we haven't even seen on a field, or you know, they they already got dinged up coming out at week one. Yeah, and Sutton was I, game time last week. Which Sutton was a game time go, last so. week. He's already coming out and saying they're a game time decision this week. So I wouldn't feel comfortable starting uh, Cortland Sutton, but luckily, you know, it's a it's a it's a earlier game, right? So. Um, oh, so much better than the Sunday <laughs> or the Monday night the game. Monday yeah. Night game. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's so let's move on. Cortland Sutton, George Kittle's out. I don't know that that makes me intrigued any which way about any San Francisco pass catcher. Like, I don't, I don't think there's any reason for anybody to see this and say, "Let me get cute and go and play." It's can be spread out Jor- way more. Jordan Reed is troublesome regardless of his talent because he's one hit away from an end to his career. So I don't want any, any shares of him. And then you have Ross Dwelly, who was actually serviceable in his uh, limited uses la- usage last year, but I don't want any part of it right now. Not not on not in these circumstances with three days to to learn the not learn the offense, but to be installed as part of the game plan for the offense. I mean, week. Kittle had four targets last week, so it's not like it's right. So four targets. They up, didn't pass well, the ball much. No. So like, and that's why I'm not willing to really touch much. Uh, Mike Evans good to go for week two, uh, which is good news for Tampa because. Chris Godwin is in concussion protocol, or has he? So he's it back yet? at practice, but he's still in protocol. That's what I thought. And right. he's in doubt, so he's a, yeah. another huge name as a game time decision. So you have Godwin, Sutton, and Michael Thomas as game time decisions. That's it's and, crazy. And that's Parker crazy. And, yeah, fun. Uh, and Julio Jones is nursing a hamstring injury. <laughs> like we've just named off, I don't know, six of the top twelve drafted uh, wide receivers, and they've all got hamstring injuries. And they all and have like hamstring, high ankle. Maybe this was what preseason was good for. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. warm your, up your muscles. Looking back now, yeah. <laughs> uh, CJ Uzama is is out for the year with the torn Achilles. I don't know that that necessarily means all that much. Just more targets to go around for the. Bengals pass catchers well, and if it means anything Burrow threw the ball 61 times last night and so. we saw last night when Uzama was in he was getting peppered and then when he went down Drew Sample was he was the main target he was the main focus of the offense which is a disgusting choice by the Bengals when you have the all the other talent on the outside but if you're going to get eight targets in half a game or eight catches in half a game for Drew Sample that's a priority add. You know why? Because Joe Burrow it was the it was he was closer to Joe Burrow yeah it's that <laughs> rookie tight end Safety valve. I want every share of it I can get. I wish I had CJ Uzoma the first week. <laughs> um, Golden Tate questionable for week two. Now he didn't he didn't play week one because of hamstring either. Uh, we saw the Darius Slayton explosion. Uh, so we'll we'll see how uh, Tate shakes out to be. I think that's that's likely to be fine uh, moving forward. I the only thing I think about Tate is that. I don't know that I'm playing him if he's active in week two with a hammy, with the consideration that Slayton went off. Like, he's not a focal point in that offense. They can work around it. So probably, you know, have a backup plan. Um, and then Tyler Davis is out for a couple weeks with a knee. If you don't know who he is, he's the tight end for the Jaguars. And I'm going to give Corey this one because I, I took away his defensive player news. <laughs> um but it is worth noting that Tyler Eifert is the backup, and, and Eifert at one point in the NFL was was an absolute monster. And the one non-injury news that we have, Mohamed Sanu signs with the San Francisco 49ers. It's, yeah, it's, it doesn't make me feel any better about anything, and but he, it's another pass catcher, and it probably means that Debo and Ayuk are not uh, coming back. In and, and even with their injuries at wide receiver, he's probably not – a factor in the game plan this week. It's just not enough time like to, to figure out any part of the offense. Maybe he's out there for a couple snaps, but he's not going to be a focal point. I wouldn't guess that he'd be a focal point. If he is, who knows? He is a veteran. Maybe he knows enough to pick it up quickly. But um, the weird part to me is that they dropped a wide receiver to add space for him. They dropped uh, Richie James to the practice squad. It's like, you need wide receivers. If you need anything, drop anybody else. Drop your backup <laughs> linebacker. Drop your long snapper. Drop, or uh, Dante Jared Pettis. McKinnon. Yeah. <laughs> or Dante yeah. Pettis. Dante Pettis. <laughs> There's plenty of other options. Drop one of your 15 running backs. But, like, never. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Wilson staying in my <laughs> team. Uh, Duke Johnson's making a comeback, too. I think that one got that, pushed up that a little bit. I'm getting yep. Yep. that one lost, too. Yeah, but that's that's actually, I think, fairly important because David Johnson kind of took off after Duke Johnson left the game. He was the only running back, so – Duke Johnson was, you know, I think someone that we've all felt like will be involved 
Um, so we'll see what actually ends up happening. But luckily, he didn't have too bad of an th- uh, ankle injury. Um, he did have you know the Thursday night game, so he had a little bit longer time to recover for this week. For sure. Um, all right, let's recap what we saw in the Thursday night game because there was uh, quite a bit to talk about. Um, Bengals lost 30-35 to no matter how hard Joe Burrow tried to find A.J. Green. He just couldn't do it. Um, and, I mean, feel free to jump in. There's no, there's nothing here. But I think the, the biggest storyline from a fantasy perspective to this is Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are probably both going to be RB, RB1s most weeks than not. Like, I mean, this was nuts. Super impressive. Both of them looked fantastic. Kareem Hunt hurt me. <laughs> I played against him, and I was like, oh, this is this is fine. This is good. No. Oh, he hurt you? Because I played against him and Chubb. <laughs> and, Tyler, and Tyler Boyd. And Tyler Boyd. I was texting that Are you playing Mango this week? I'm yeah. playing Mango. So I texted Mango, and there was that one Chubb one that the touchdown got taken away, then another call, and then Chubb got back in. He was like, oh, that's just kind of cool. And he's like, oh, Tyler Boyd. I, mean, I didn't know he had Tyler Boyd, too, to be honest. <laughs> that exactly that. At freaking midnight. but Yeah, you're already in a 65-point yeah. hole. <laughs> yep. That running game looks great. Oh, it does. And they actually, the other thing i want to touch on was odell looked like he was actually returned to form a little bit he had a few nice routes he, get, he had maybe one additional maybe 30 40 yard bomb taken away on a deep pi where the cornerback uh, grabbed his jersey and just didn't let him get oh, to the yeah. ball so i think there was a no flag on it too but either way i mean he looks like he is actually getting back in sync with uh with baker which could be huge so decent um decent step in the right direction for the browns but again let's remember it's the Bengals, right so well, one thing to note with them playing the Bengals and the Browns, you know, uh, Austin Hooper wasn't involved as much. No, again, he did next to nothing. Um, I mean, what do you have? One, two catches, two for twenty-two. Yeah, two for twenty-two. I don't know why you pay a man like that and not Blocking. use him. Yeah, right? he was a fantastic blocker last night, and I think looking at it now, it's they sound this guy because he is a fantastic blocking tight end, not necessarily using it as a pass catcher for fantasy, that's horrible. Yeah, that's... that's, that's for the tough. running game, like you saw it last night, that's fantastic. Yeah. And then on the Bengals side, I know, Tom, you texted me. Texted our group right after, actually, just saying, uh, A.J. Green, what, three three catches on 13 targets? 13 targets. And yeah. That's, that's not good. And I will put some of that onus on Joe Barrow. He had a couple bad balls, but there were two or three that stick out that A.J. Right. Green... Should have caught an AJ Green that we all remember, like prime AJ Green right. would have caught. Yeah, and that's that was one thing that I had uh, noticed going back and watching the the uh, missed opportunities. There was, you know, dominating wide receivers in the NFL dominate the field, right? You can throw them a bad ball and they'll come up with it. And the AJ Green of old would do that. Yes. AJ Green of today is doing nothing. So no. I mean, I the writing's on the wall in my opinion right now for AJ Green as a Bengal. Uh, he se- seemingly got benched for um, uh, who? What that? What that? Mike, Mike Thomas. Thomas. Mike, Mike Thomas. Thomas. Not it, Michael Thomas. Not Michael Thomas. <laughs> Mike Thomas. And and he ended up coming away with a TD. Boyd was the most efficient receiver, and you saw T. Higgins get involved a little bit, and John Ross had a couple of targets. Granted, they threw the ball 60 times, but, like, I, I don't know. I just I actually saw—sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No. I didn't know you were keep going, but um, I actually saw that A.J. Green and John Ross got less physical snaps than T. Higgins did. Hey, love to see it. You love to see it, T. Love Higgins, it. baby. But, no, I mean— you and me were watching it, Craig, and A.J. Green had that one in the end zone where uh, Tony Jefferson comes across and swipes his arms. No call, but he got one hand on it, you know? And normally you would say A.J. Green will bring that ball in with one hand, right. no problem. It wasn't even a jump ball. He's 6'4". It hit him just above his I head. Mean, he also crossed a you know, you know know 10-yard slant, yeah. and the ball was a little bit behind him, but still, mm. it's A.J. Green, man. Yep, I remember that one, too. It's like, yes, is that a, a poorly thrown ball? Sure. But you have to catch it. You're in the NFL. I don't even care if you're AJ Green. You're in the NFL. You have to catch that ball. There's a certain expectation. And you know who got that expectation? Tyler Boyd. Seven receptions on eight targets. That's what you want to see. That's what we're used to seeing from AJ Green. And if he can't sort it out, 10, 10 balls thrown his way that aren't caught is just not going to fly. You won't see yeah, him. Yeah, that's very yeah. Bad. And you're going to see more go towards Boyd uh, yep. in that case. Um, so I think really fantasy takeaways for me is that if you're looking for a streaming option, Joe Burrow is an excellent one. 
Joe Mixon probably isn't returning the early second round value that you put on him, especially when the Bengals look like they're going to be passing the ball. I mean, oh, and you said, very, very clear. Zach Taylor's not afraid to pass the ball 60 times with a rookie quarterback. And me and Craig were yelling about it. Gio Bernard was on yes. the field so much. I don't know his exact snap count. Five, five, I don't know what his snap count was, but he had seven targets. Yeah, and he pass was blocker. on the field a ton. Yeah, yeah. He's veteran. A, he's a great pass, pass blocker. blocker. Yep. I mean, it was like, and I know they were in the hurry up a lot. Maybe they couldn't get subs in and out as much as they wanted to. Towards I think the they end, wanted him like, on the field. Yeah, it didn't seem like they were concerned. I mean, they would get mix it in for like one play and then sub out for Geo, and then Geo would take like six or seven snaps in a row, and you know Mixon was nowhere. He wasn't even sitting on the sideline. He's just like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I'm, I'm chilling. And, and Mixon had some decent runs. I mean, he did not have an overall great stat line, but there were some runs that you went, all right, there's Joe Mixon. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The first quarter he looked great. Yeah. And I mean, they talked about Jonah Williams. They're like, "Oh, when we get this guy back, he was such a high round talent. He could have been the best. Uh, I think left tackle in the draft. He's going to be so good." I saw him get called for two holding penalties yesterday and not look that good. So that he might not be the solution we all thought he was. And and I mean, Joe Burrow held the ball a long time. A, a few a few dropbacks. He held the ball way too long. But there was a lot of pressure in his face, and that O line does not seem as much improved as we you know heard. Uh, coming out of camp that they were going to be taking these huge, these huge steps forward. And a lot of it could just be game script, but you know, it, like I said, th- this team's not afraid to pass it 60 times. Oh so. yeah. And I'll buy into any, for fa- right. from a fantasy perspective, I'll buy exactly. into any offense that's throwing 60 <laughs> times a game. Um, all right, let's take a, <laughs> yeah. let's take a look. Uh, we get another matchup where there's probably going to be about a hundred total balls thrown. Um, but let's go ahead and take a look moving forward into week two. Um, basically taking what we saw from week one and applying it to some of these matchups. So New York versus Chicago, uh, New York offense looked yeah outside of Darius Slayton looked like shit. I mean, Barkley went into half with negative yards, uh, and I've already made it very known how I feel about Chicago. So, um, there's that. I mean, and then on top of Allen Robinson coming out and saying, oh, I want to get traded. No, everything's fine. You know, it's, it's just... I, this matchup I don't see producing a lot of fantasy stars really outside of Barkley, Slayton, Robinson, and, and Miller. Yeah, I mean, this is going to be your T-Rex arm dumpster fire of a fight <laughs> game. Uh, there's no two ways to cut it. I mean, if you have Barkley, you're starting Barkley. You have to. If you have Monty, you're starting Monty because you have to. I don't want DJ, uh, Daniel Jones, and I don't want Mitch Trubisky in this game. I don't care what they do. Um, Slayton, you're starting um a rob anthony miller probably starting i think the big question mark in this one is evan ingram i was yeah i don't know what you do with evan evan ingram he is one of those guys that's liable to give you 30 points or a straight zero and chicago has some fast talented linebackers that i don't necessarily want to see matched up against evan ingram and i don't know i don't know what i do in this situation for me i I do know what i do i have him in a league and i'm gonna start i think you had to start it's only week two he gave me a dud in week one i'm hoping for a bounce back and tate is probably not gonna play i know he didn't play it last week and ingram still didn't do shit but you still have to factor that into week two that tate's out ingram's still gonna get a bump in targets at least and i do think like this is a, a a prime example of it's week two don't overreact you know he did have a crappy week one but let's not bench the guy quite yet. You know, you drafted him to be the talent that you know he is. He's healthy, which is a big step in the right direction for him right there. So let's hope this week he gives you 25, 30 points. Um, yeah, we have so we have a lot of uh, big shootout matchups this week. So the next one, Dallas-Atlanta. I'm, I'm going to start every share I have in this matchup. I mean, oh, yeah. literally, you can't. And especially if Julio Jones is still nursing a hamstring injury going into that, Calvin Ridley could just absolutely explode once again. Oh, this is what I want to buy into more than anything else. Calvin Ridley, Russell Gage, Hayden Hurst, Julio Jones, I'm still starting. Todd Gurley, I'm starting. Dallas, CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup. Uh, who's their new tight end now that Blake Jarvis dead? That. I don't Schultz. know that. I yeah, Dalton Schultz. I'm not starting Schultz. <laughs> yeah, you're not starting Schultz. I'll start Dalton Schultz. The only guy who can cover him is Deion Jones, and he's going to be wrapped up covering Zeke and uh, you know worrying about um, whatever Over his name under is. Schultz fantasy points, and we'll make a show. I'll set bet. the line Four. at six and a half. Ooh. Okay, I'm taking And I will under. still take the over. All right, I'm taking the under. I'm taking the under. <laughs> All right, lock it in. All right, the under Shot, on Dan Schultz. Is that our first shotgun bet of 2020? Yeah, I think it is. Of this the, is a of terrible the regular bet. Season. I love it. 
Dude, Dalton um, Schultz like, is going to catch guy? a one-yard <laughs> touchdown right in your face. Oh, and I won't have enough points. It'll be like 6.2. No, you'll, you'll, you'll beat it. Uh, oh, half-point PPR. Yeah, yeah, you'll be like 6.7. They should um, probably bring in Delaney Walker, but that's just me. Is there anything in this matchup that you're watching? Like me specifically, I'm watching Todd Gurley. Yes, Todd Gurley uh, was actually my running back start of the week. I think he's going to have a big game. Okay. He should have a big game. He um, should. Mine is, is so. Russell Gage. Yep. To see if he – I mean, they all had over 100 yards last week, the big three receivers there. Can he have a big game again? Oh, I mean, if, if he goes six for 80, I still think that's oh, yeah. a huge hit for a third guy behind Julio and Ridley. A guy that you may have even picked up or likely picked up. I picked him up in our Dynasty League, which is like 14 teams, 23-man rosters. Yeah. So if I'm scooping him there, you can probably get him on your waivers in a traditional league. Yeah. I, I'm starting off three receiving, of course, of – Dallas too. Yeah, and I, I actually think they're was, very comparable. I, yeah. Even though the stat line doesn't show it, I was very impressed with what I saw with Gallup last week. So that's why he's my start this week. So I think that he's going to be able to really strong arm a few of those deep defensive backs. I think he did a great job against Jalen Ramsey. I think um, I'm not sure the extent of any Amari Cooper injury, but I do know that he is on the injury report for something. He is going to play. Um, but I, I, I do think C.D. Lamb shows up a little bit more and Gallup shows up a little bit more in this game than they did in the last. <laughs> Love me some C.D. All right, Detroit, Green Bay. Um, biggest storyline going into this one, honestly, in my opinion, is how does the Lions' backfield shake out? Uh, you watch Swift drop a game-winning touchdown. Uh, you watch Adrian Peterson go for 93 yards. Carry on Johnson look like carry on Johnson. I mean, so wait, is that a good or bad thing? It's a bad thing. It's a terrible. <laughs> so that running, we've seen nothing good about Carry on Johnson. That since he's been running in the game. game is AP. Swift is the pass catching back. So mm-hmm. Swift ends up not dropping passes for yeah. game winning touchdowns. It's huge. I do and, think you're going to see the coaching staff say, "Listen, listen, Rook, get back out there. We're going to hit you with some balls early on. Get you know, get comfortable out there. That way, we're not going to see you drop another game winner ever because." He drops one more of those. He, he Matt Patricia's a known for a short leash. Well, yeah. Well, He's so also an idiot, that's actually so. what I was gonna say was is you would hope as a fantasy owner like myself as well to get D Swift out there, but I would think with a Matt Patricia type coach, they go, yeah, I'm going with my veteran. I need to save my job. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and quite honestly, it's not the wrong call if you just feed AP the whole time. He looked fantastic. He so, looked great. Yeah. All right. Some about that Lions blue shotgun bet. Okay. For all of us, who's the Packers wide receiver to Lazard or MVS? I'm going to go Lazard until the day I die. Lazard. I'm going to, yeah, Lazard, front of the program. Lazard. Okay, all Lazard. right. There's no shotgun. No, no shotgun. <laughs> Actually, no. All you four... have MVS shares. Yeah, I still think Lazard's better. <laughs> uh, we will, all four of us will do a shotgun if MVS outscores Lazard. Deal. We'll do that. Deal. Um, all right. Minnesota, Indy. Um, this is going to be interesting to see if Naheem Hines can replicate what he did last week. It's going to be interesting to see the Dalvin Cook-Alexander Madison split. Um, and then I think just Adam Thielen continues to get peppered in, in T-wise there. So let's just I, – I guess really the backfields are the stories here. Um, I mean, I'm starting both Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. If I, ha- if I have shares I, of I either one of them, you to. have to. I think you have to. I think it's kind of like the Browns. Like, if I have both them on my team – Taylor's my RB2. Hines is a flex play. You think he, are you doing the same lineup? Yeah. I like I'm it. doing yes. it. I mean, I, I did the same thing when I had they don't Eckler really, and really Gordon on the same they team. They don't really so hurt each other that much. They no. do different right. things. Exactly. And that's why I, I'd easily start both of them. The only hesitation I have is that Aaron Jones didn't necessarily pop off last week against Minnesota in a game where they scored a ton of points. Uh, Green Bay scored a ton of points, I mean. So he had a, he had well, a fine Because that game. was a shootout. Right, exactly. He had a fine game, but I think it could be very, very similar this week. Um, that, that That's the only thing that gives me hesitation. To say You're talking so. about with Taylor and Hines versus the, the uh, Vikings. Yeah, to, um, yeah, I'm trying to, to comp them to what happened last week against the Vikings right. with the Green Bay. They had a shootout. I think it could be very, very similar where Phil Rivers is working the ball to T.Y., um, Paris Campbell whoever else i know jack Doyle Pascal, hurt, so it's Pittman. probably i mean there's yeah. not mo alley cox there. yeah <laughs> there's not much there yeah. i mean i mean really honestly at the end of the day we saw what heinz could do in a pass catching role yeah. they've already got a bang I mean, jonathan taylor six for six heinz yep. was eight for eight there's a world in which they're both on the field at the same time and heinz is in the slot i right. think they're gonna be on the field a lot at the same yeah, time and, and let's not forget to Prior to Philip Rivers getting there, like we talk about how much he likes to pass the running backs, but when Andrew Luck was there, also with 
um, the the coach there, they also liked to pass to the running backs around the goal line. Like that's just something that the Colts like to do, and getting Rivers in with that, it just meshes really well and is really good for fantasy. And then on the flip side, Minnesota, Dalvin Cook's a lock. Like you start him no matter what. Would you it's, start Madison in this game after watching Indy just get pulverized last week? Someone will be desperate. I I would I I if yeah. If you <laughs> yeah. if you yeah. didn't have a better sleeper option or a flex option, I would start Madison. I I have been on the train. Like I was very, very high on Dalvin Cook coming into the year. And the more and more we've gotten closer to this point, I kind of sat there and said, why are they going to feed Cook that much when they have Madison who's proved he could do it? So I think Madison's more involved than most people think. But I mean, to start him is more dart throw-ish than it is smart. Well, the thing is Madison is, is a lot of the Dalvin Cook owners drafted Madison early as a handcuff. So Madison owners, are, they pretty much always have a cook. Yeah. You're not a situation you're, where you're going to start both. You're not starting both. But if you were a sole Madison owner, you got him whatever. Maybe. And you also yeah. had, you drafted Marlon Mack. And then Le you Bell. drafted Lev Bell. And you drafted you uh, Fournette. And, you know, yeah, then I would have no problem with it. You know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say you're going to blow up with him, probably, unless he gets a touchdown. That, <laughs> Actually, that's, that's one of my teams. I drafted Mac and uh, Bell. <laughs> Not doing good. <laughs> um, Bills Dolphins. Uh, I I don't expect much to to really come out of this game. I mean, Stephon Diggs, John, John Brown have an equal opportunity to score a touchdown. Josh Allen looks great. Um, Devontae Parker is a little banged up. Preston Williams, but go go ahead. Uh, it, it, again, it's the running game. Right. Yes. Buffalo, yep. Zach Moss, Singletary. Right. Um, Dolphins. Who? Who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we Who? saw Gaskin be the top runner. For some reason, Brita was fourth option at some points, and I was completely shocked about that. Completely shocked. It makes you wonder, like, is he nursing an injury? What's the deal? Because you brought this guy in, and we all thought you brought in him and Howard to be A and B, and then we saw Gaskin and Laird on the field. We're when like, I saw Laird on the field before, like, Instead of breed, I'm like, what, what the hell is going on? And I, it could very well be. Flores comes from the Belichick coaching tree. When's the last time they had one running back? 2003? Like, it's just a different world. I don't know. He picked the, the wrong ones, in my opinion. So it's well, going gonna, gonna to be interesting to see. I mean, yeah. uh, Jordan Howard is going backwards. I wouldn't start I'm not any starting any running back on I, the, no. What about the Bills? Would you start Bills, Singletary? I'm, I'm I would, starting both. I would start, start both, both, yeah. Um, I, I think I would start Singletary in my running back slot. I Moss is still a flex play to me. I know they're very, very close, but I think that's where he's going to end up. Yeah, without that touchdown, Moss was nothing. Um, Are you also, hold on, I want to uh, cut you off right there. We skipped over Jacksonville, Tennessee. Oh, I don't I'm, know if that I'm, was deliberate. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually looking at a different list than you guys are just because okay. it's easier for me to, to read through. <laughs> I was comparing them earlier, and they looked relatively the same, but we'll get to them. Um, San Francisco, New York. Yes. Okay. Los Angeles Rams, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, I'm okay, dude. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm entirely okay with that. I have. I. I don't start want start Raheem Mostert. Frank Gore. Yeah, Mostert. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Mo- and I would probably start Frank Gore if you had Love Bell and you picked up Frank Gore. I don't know. What about? I, I can't. I, I can't actually. I actually. What about Tevin do. Coleman? Because I think he could be a decent play. Not in, until in where, I see him on the field. And I'm a big Coleman guy. I still have to wait. And it's tough because Kittle's hurt. All the wide receivers Kittle's don't hurt, know what the hell they're doing. McKinnon was very involved last week. You think McKinnon's in the way? Okay, I do. I, I, I do think wasn't it uh, Coleman's Coleman's lack of touch was due to his sickle cell though. Yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, sure he is. So right. But if, he, if he's now he's out on the East Coast, he's twenty five hundred away uh, miles away from the fires and the in the high altitude and yada yada yada. So I I still just want to see it shake out. I think yeah, no, I agree with you. To start him, uh, I mean, Craig, saying, Craig's I, logic makes sense though with all the pass catchers. Oh yeah. Um, Rams, Philly. Uh, so Sanders playing is going to be very interesting to see how this entire offense shakes out. In theory, it helps everybody. It should. <laughs> yeah, and Lane Johnson should be back. Yes, Lane Johnson, Johnson should be back. Oh, Tom, uh, talking about O-Lyman. You named a defensive player, and he didn't even put Lane Johnson I've on the poisoned the entire podcast with my offensive line and defensive jargon. I if mean, we, but it we push hard enough. Yeah. The entire it does. It's important. Lane Johnson, I mean, it was huge because Carson Wentz couldn't stand back in in the pocket. Eight sacks. Eight sacks. Yeah. It inspired us. He literally us. had no time and no, no. receivers. In <laughs> nothing. I mean, he found he <laughs> found Rager for a big one. Deshaun Jackson yeah. dropped a couple. He found Goddard. Ertz was erased without a TD. But, it, you know, it just felt like Wentz was what rushing all afternoon. 
So I think I think you're right. I mean, combination of Lane Johnson and Miles Sanders coming back should be and should uh, be. you know those fumbles by Wentz. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be they just were one, recovered. Right? <laughs> I think it'll be a more uh, get up game for Zach Ertz. I think he his uh, you know tirade that he was having uh, with the front office has probably kind of died down at this point. I think he's going to focus. I think the, both tight ends are going to do much better. I think the entire team does much better. If I was going to pick, you know. Uh, a win here. I think it would be Philadelphia. If you had Goddard and Ertz, are you starting both, neither, one or the other? In the well, same uh, on the same team. On the same team. No, I'm only starting one. I mean, I have. Are, I'm sure I have other options. I'd still do Ertz. I still That's, do. It's so hard from last week. Goddard looks so freaking good. I I I think it's hands down Ertz. I feel the same way, but I've, I'm playing a kid this week who's starting both. I, the only thing is, is that I just I don't feel think like it's a deep... terrible play to start. No, me neither. I'm, I'm looking at his roster. I was like, what an idiot. Well, I'm looking, looking at, at Goddard like, as right. the wide receiver one or two on the team and Ertz as the tight end. Like, with all the injuries, yeah. he's easily like a top wide receiver. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, fair. It's a fair. I just, I feel like, offensive I feel team. like there's a, there's a lot more focus. And with the, with the running games. game, it's going to help the tight ends more. You know, it's not going to hurt them. It's it's going to help them get open. It's the men in the box that's going to change a lot of things. Man so in the let's box, uh, let's move over to the to the Rams side here, um, and just well, just real quick, Malcolm Brown or Cam Akers? Malcolm Brown. Malcolm I'm starting Malcolm Brown easily. He looks okay. so much better. I would, um, and I how, think how concerned we'll are we there. about Cup? Concerned. Um, Very. Concerned. I am concerned. I'm still yeah. I'm still starting. I, I'm I, I have to because I drafted this guy as as you know probably your one or Same. two Grab I, him I round think three i i don't you know want to say anything you know too drastic but I, I would say that this game goes very very much in the favor of the eagles on both sides because they're going to be getting and this is what J, uh, jim schwartz does uh, the defensive coordinator for the eagles is he gets in the face of people and when Goff has someone in his face he just poops he doesn't know what to do and i think that <laughs> if, if that's the case in this game with you know they what got part? they got a couple you know better corners in this uh defense now i think that that's really going to stop a lot and i don't i don't know i think cooper cup might have another bad game maybe even woods and people might start panicking on those plays. so the only caveat i want to make to cooper cup is that last year he did this too he would have a bum game and then he would drop 30 45 you know so sure. but hopefully i don't, I don't think it's, it's this the one. same thing i don't think it's this one he very rarely had back-to-back bad games but he did do that last year as well so he had three weeks with zero points but uh woods just got a Yep. extension too so big old payday um denver pittsburgh um and we'll we'll try and motor through some of these um we'll just kind of point out a couple things pitch it um, pitch it house them what pitch it house denver no problem boom move on okay <laughs> <laughs> um panthers bucks this is gonna i didn't be- actually mean you, you talk, there's a lot of stuff i'm talking about james connor has an injury benny snell uh, well, I feel AJ like AJ Bouye's now down. So AJ Bouye's on IR. I feel like we kind of covered this. I mean, it's, if James Connor's there, you got to play James Connor, and then erases Benny. And Snell. we said Phil Lindsay's hurt. Phil yeah, Gordon's going to get some. Would you pick up Big Ben and play him against Denver? Uh, yeah, no. how's that? Right, yeah, still pretty good defense. Ooh. Still you, very very good defense. You, the, the only reason I say that is because you think that there are twelve worse options. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you think he's going to be a, a wider uh, quarterback twelve? Thing is, he he put up some I get, decent. I gotta go points. back and look, but I mean, he yeah. had a tough game. He was on the ground a lot, and he put up some you know decent numbers. You so, ask yourself, who's a better defense, the Denver Broncos or the New York Giants? Yeah, I mean, I I don't I don't hate it. I'm just saying, yeah. me personally, no, just, I would think that there's like other to pose options. the question. I think he's very very does. close. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I wouldn't hate it. Depends on who your quarterback is, really. Um, Carolina Tampa Bay. Yeah, let's get to Carolina Tampa Bay because this one should be fun. Um. Okay, I don't know what's going on with the Panther, Panthers wide receivers, but I feel like a lot of people invested in a lot of DJ Moore, so it's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. I know what's going on. Robbie Anderson. Robbie Anderson. <laughs> Adam right. Gase is no longer involved. <laughs> Adam Gase isn't involved anymore. Um, But really, at the end of the day, this is going to be a game where the Panthers have to throw to, to stay competitive, so I would expect another big one from Robbie Anderson. But it's going to be interesting on the Bucks side that if they get out to a massive lead, and they shut down the the pass, it, you know. If they they don't throw the ball forty five times, who's the running back? Will they feed my boy Fournette? Will they get they will Fournette not. on the on Just the on the me. field, or will they use Ronald Jones? I personally think that it, it's going to start leaning more into Fournette's uh, hands as we go into it, and then obviously you have Scotty Miller. So when I mentioned K Short, Yeter Gross Matos are both out for the Panthers on the D line. 
if you're gonna <laughs> if you're ever gonna hammer the ball with Leonard Fournette, now's the time. There's think, nobody there. I think it would definitely be uh, smart of them if they were up a lot to give him the work, like in real time, like we talked about with Ceh last week in the Thursday game, getting him the the work on the line. Like, mm. there's there was no practice time for any players, but Fournette really didn't get as much practice time than anyone probably in the NFL that wasn't hurt. I mean, he was healthy. Um, and he didn't really get to do very much with this offense, or even with Jacksonville. It seemed as though that they didn't really care to put him on the field in preseason. Um, so I, I, I agree. I think Fournette leans uh, away, and, and Ronald Jones starts to get phased out. Um, you know, I don't know how much more you know we, we want to talk about the pass catchers, but I like O.J. Howard uh, in this matchup. Um, yeah, I like O.J. Howard more than Kronk, to be to Definitely be more than Kronk. Honest with you. You know, we, we talked about in the on the waiver article that O.J. Howard seems to be in the circle of trust of Brady, and that's a big deal. Um, Scotty Miller. Yeah, uh, Scotty Miller. Yeah. I mean, if God wins out, I do love Scotty Miller. Right. Yeah. Who's the rookie? I can't remember his name. I saved my life. Tyler Johnson. Irrelevant so far. Let's see him do something. Yeah, I mean, I when know, Godwin... I, I don't even know if he was on the field. Yeah. yeah. Um, all right, Jacksonville, Tennessee... I, I really don't have much to talk about um, other than would you start James Robinson this week as your RB2? Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it. I would. As my RB2? Or a flex play to me. But I mean, or, or flex. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, if yeah. I a lot of people might have running back problems right now. Well, like, <laughs> a lot of people named Craig. <laughs> we just named a bunch of injuries. Yeah. That could be flex plays too. So right. what did get last week? 93 total yards? No, t- yeah. no touchdowns. I think but 60 yeah, a, t- a touchdown touches. puts him in... RB1, RB2 category. So yeah, six, and it looks like all... they want to feed him, and there's really no one else there. So Chris Thompson was pretty Chris much Thompson a non-factor. Was, was eye-opening, especially in a game where they were close, and, and they, they weren't passing it. And, uh, I mean, against Tennessee last week, the, the Broncos ran the ball. Not, not like otherworldly stats, but effectively, you know. So if James Robinson can find mm. some space. Melvin had like 4.6 yards per carry, yeah. I think, and a touchdown. So on the receiving side, DJ Chark thinks he only – the only option to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to see how the rest of those guys uh, shake. Minshew, out. I don't know if he's going to throw ninety eight percent again. Yeah, Minshew is not <laughs> with three touchdowns. Minshew's a wait and see. I don't know. He's a wait Pick and see. Pick out your Minshew shares. But then <laughs> before it's too late. For me, Tannehill is a start. He's only owned in forty five percent of leagues, so you can pick him up if you're having quarterback problems already. You probably. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully you aren't. Ho- you hopefully shouldn't you're be. not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Derek Henry's an obvious start, but then Corey Davis, I would start again. I would oh, start easily Corey Davis. Corey Davis, Davis, Davis. Davis um, AJ Brown out. So yeah. John New Smith as John a b- back like end tight end one. And I would probably. honestly take a hard, heavy look if you're having flex play problems at Adam Humphreys because he got peppered last week and he's going to get peppered Especially again. Especially in PPR. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh, Washington, Arizona. <clears throat> I feel like you're talking directly to me when you say that. I'm just giving Craig advice over here. Washington. I have to do it through the podcast because he won't take it directly from me. Are you starting (laughs) any running back in Washington? So that was my question. No. Yes. Who are you starting? Peyton Barber, baby. Oh. Why not? I did hear a podcast on the way over here about uh, to believe, not to believe. (laughs) Peyton Barber. It was nope, nope, nope. Oh, I don't don't believe in him. But if you drafted him. Contradicting himself two days. If you drafted him, then you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) First of all. um, There's there's so many other players. A lot of injuries at running back. Say you were a James Conner and a Lev Bell owner. Boom. Peyton Barber. You had 14 carries. So here's. See what happens. It's Arizona. They suck. But here's my argument is that he sucks. Yeah, he does. And they're going to have to throw the ball. What was yards per carry? Bad. It was 1.9, 1.7. Oh, so it was like a Kaden Balage s yes. kind of yeah. thing. Yep. And then Antonio Gibson is the guy I think everybody's been hyping up, who clearly is the better. Oh, I don't pass. Dis- I don't disagree with the that better at all. runner. Right, but I'm saying in a game yep. against the Cardinals where they're likely going to have to pass the ball, you have zero receiving threats. Peyton Barber's dying. Would you take a chance on Gibson? Like. Cause I'm not. I'm still no. a wait and see on Gibson, but so people may, until I see one until I see one Bell. game where they feed him, like yeah. I can't, can't do it. And Tom's a big Gibson guy too, and he's even saying, you know, right. like it's me with Tevin Coleman. I want to wait a week to see what happens. Right. And honestly, I Arizona's get, defense looks so much better than the worst ranked defense last year. They they added in Isaiah Simmons from the draft. You know, Chandler Jones obviously is continuing on, but their linebackers have gotten better. I, I think they also brought in another person on the defensive line that has really helped them out. So I, I would say that this game is going to be pretty difficult for the running backs all around. Wasn't it uh, the, the, the convict himself? The guy that brought it no, Eldon Smith went to the um, Cowboys. Cowboys. Yeah. Oh, um, of, co- oh, of course. Right? How did <laughs> yeah. I 
How did I forget that? Was that was dumb of you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, is it a convict? Chris Greg Hardy? Christian Kirk. I love Christian Kirk. I'm so nervous about Christian Kirk. I'll tell you that. So one. I'm starting him in the only league I have him because I have to. Actually, the only league I oh. have him is in Dynasty. But you Sorry. probably aren't happy about it. I'm not happy about Sorry, it. Sorry, I want so. to go back to Peyton Barber, though, about the running thing. They, <laughs> we almost got the, card, the Cardinals are much improved, and Craig's correct. But they got eviscerated by the Niners. Now the shotgun bet? Yeah. All right. actually Peyton Barber no, they over under no. the TD. Raheem Mostert didn't run all over them? No. No, he actually Mostert didn't. actually didn't do that well. He had that one play for 82 all yards. Right. Okay. Okay. Anyway. Christian, like, Christian Kirk, are you starting him as a wide receiver three? No. Yes. I am. Uh, or, or a flex play? Like whatever. Yeah. Yeah, wide yeah. receiver three. 30th wide receiver. Mm. Top 35 wide receiver this week. Nah. I think I think Washington's defense is underrated. Yeah, I would probably not as a top um, 30. If you give me like... 40, top 45? It's a flex play. I'm st- yeah, That's I a am. deep flex. Okay. Why don't we go around I'm gonna the take this shot. I'm seven gonna take point shot. mark? Because seven points, you're okay. Um, no, we're going to move on to a better uh, Tom Okay. Tom doesn't want that smoke. The, yeah, start, start Hopkins and Drake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give you some top shelf advice. Um, all right. Ravens, Ravens, Texans. Yeah, I want I, I don't all know that of the Ravens. I don't know that there's necessarily too much to talk about. I mean, Ingram and Dobbins. The hardest thing to talk about. That's is the biggest thing to talk I about. I think this is a fucking fantastic game. I don't know why it's, it's hard to talk about. I think there's going to be. Because I don't think from a fantasy perspective there's anything convoluted here. You're starting Lamar Jackson. You're starting Ingram. In my opinion, you're starting Ingram and Dobbins. You're starting Marquise Brown. But you're I think starting Mark Andrews. Like, there's no there's so convoluted. Many people, no, there is. There's so many people. Then what's convoluted are, about this? Ingram had, Ingram had three points last The week. running backs. What's going to happen really is J.K. Dobbins going to take that's off. That's a big thing. Like, that's a huge thing. No, and that show. So that's fine. But are you scared enough about what you saw in week one to sit either? Of well, them? a lot of people are. I've look at, Ma- look at Mahoney. Yes. He put it in. He put Mark Ingram on the block in our in our listener league. I offered you Mark Ingram this week, obviously. And he I'm wouldn't nervous. take Tevin Coleman, Mahoney. I know you're listening, you son of a bitch. I am nervous. I'm still starting Ingram, but I'm starting him like I started AJ Green last night. Yes. And it blew up in, in my face. And I think there's an, an option that he – just does the same thing he does last week, and Dobbins gets more carries, especially Dobbins in the goal I think, line. It's it's. I oh, think it switches around. Concerning. He's a goal line back. But I, I think it switches around, and I think that honestly, Baltimore is going to be up in this game, and I think both backs are actually going to be relevant this time. I just I just don't think. Well, I mean, they're up last game from the from the the jump essentially, and they. I don't know. I don't want to say neither were relevant because they. I mean, well, the Dobbins both of them. Was, I mean, to, but, together they only had seventeen carries. But, but, I, but I agree with you. It's it's going to be who gets the goal line work and who punches it in for touchdowns. And touchdowns, as we we, we beat this horse to death. Like touchdowns are the hardest thing to predict in fantasy, but they're probably the most important. Like who's going to get the touchdowns? Mark Ingram did have twenty plus touchdowns last year. Like let's not forget that. Right, and I I just. I don't know that I'm willing to bet after week one that Mark Ingram is uh, a sit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not writing no, him off I'm after sorry. one. Bad I week. wouldn't. But there's a lot of fantasy players out there that are very concerned about that. And they need we'll to be talk. Eased. We'll talk about this week three. We're gonna move on to KC and the start sit. Well, I well, <laughs> we haven't even talked. about I, Houston. Yo, we pretty much just did this. Houston, thing, though, yeah. I'm sitting all my wide receivers in Houston. I will say I'm gonna overreact I'm gonna start, from I'm week gonna one. Start Will Fuller. I'm I mean, you're I'm starting Fuller. I won't hate you for doing it, but I wouldn't personally. Yeah, uh, not against Baltimore. Sorry, uh, uh, sorry, won't do it. Marlon Humphrey, Marcus Peters. No, th- no, thank you. All right, hard pass. Chiefs, Chargers, starting Ceh. I mean, I think he's gonna have a field yes. day. Tyreek, I week week one, Sammy. You know, yeah. I don't. You can't start Sammy. I don't think. I mean, I, a lot of people might have to. We'll, um, we'll talk about him later too. Uh, and then on the Chargers side, I this is one thing about the Chargers I want to talk about is Josh Kelly, Justin Jackson. Do we see that same? I know Jackson ended up getting hurt. We haven't seen an update on Jackson you know, hasn't practiced yet. What's going on with him? So he hasn't even practiced yet. We have no designation. Is he questionable? What's going on with him? I mean, if we see what we saw from Josh Kelly again, are we willing to write off Justin Jackson as the handcuff to own? Yes. We had reiterated yeah. that on the Wafer okay. podcast as yeah, well. Justin Jackson is doubtful. I think that's a that's a big, big thing to know about because a lot of people were in on Justin Jackson saying that you know he'll get the inside work. Um, I think that would be Kelly's job if he does repeat this. Same. Okay. Uh, Patriots-Seattle. 
Oh, so scary. Start everybody in Seattle, I think. Uh, I'm worried about whoever Gilmore lines up on. We talked about this earlier. Yeah. It's probably Lockett. I think you're right. Did we talk about this or no, did you, I ask a question you, you sent never it Nobody responded Because I'm pretty sure that's what happened. And the, I think it's going to be Lockett I, and they're going to – I thought you were right. And you know I don't like to give you any credit, so I didn't want to respond to it. Thanks. They typically <laughs> – they actually typically put J.C. Jackson on the quicker guy. Um, but, I, I mean, you can see it going either way because both of them are really freaking fast wide receivers. Love J.C. Jackson. I too. think that you want right. to put J.C. Jackson or – well, J- technically the quicker – well, not quicker. Faster guy is D.K. Metcalf. I, let me – let me. It's not necessarily it. quicker. Let me ask this question. Does any part of this matchup make you feel like you need to sit Tyler Lockett or D.K. Metcalf? No. 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 Okay. So let's move over to the Patriots' backfield because <laughs> is it J- – so – let me start with the Patriots pass catchers. Are you? St- I think you have to start Edelman. Yes. I think Harry's a sit in wait and see. Yeah, I'm done on Harry okay. for the first single right. feature, unless you have to start him. So let's like- let's talk about the Pats backfield then. Oh, James White, Sony Michelle. James White's guy. probably the guy you have to if you I have to if you have to pick. Week, it's James White. It's James White. I, think I think so too. I think Cam Newton's going to be paired. and. And we saw James White on the field doing far more options with Cam Newton than Sony was, which tells me that's the way this this offense is going to work. Yeah, and Sony had a Sony day, ten for thirty-seven and touchdown. That's exactly what Sony does. <laughs> that is Sony three point seven yards per carry. <laughs> and he's still quote unquote being eased back in. So who knows? I think but that was we, a load of bull. But if we get down a lot, it's James White anyways. And honestly, a guy to look out for is JJ, JJ Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Dude, disgusting amount of uh, time so, on field. Yeah, Rex Burkhead, like, you know what we're gonna off. do? We're not gonna oh, have we're not gonna have a big Rex back. Burkhead. We're just gonna have both James White who pass catches and JJ Taylor who's five foot five. Oh, <laughs> literally, so JJ Taylor's in the NFL, and if I saw him on the street, I would tower over him and be like, "You little bitch!" And he would kill me. He would absolutely <laughs> kill me. Um, all right, Monday night game: Saints Raiders. Very interesting. I mean, th- this one I think is is pretty clear cut. I don't know. I don't understand. I don't know why I'm laughing either. Greg just went very interesting. <laughs> I think it's very. Interesting. I, I think this is a very clear cut matchup. Uh, we the, did, we the, disagree a lot tonight. <laughs> oh, you think it's close? Uh, oh, oh, are you oh, the sitting same. like who is a fantasy option here? Are you the only one? In my opinion, is Henry Ruggs. I love Traquan Smith in this matchup. I'm. I'm not starting. Traquan not Smith. sorry, Traquan. I'm not either. You, he was one you, for four. You messaged week. us earlier in the thing where like, should we pick up Traquan Smith? And I almost. I rather like, pick up Almost threw my phone in the trash. I was like, no, Greg. All right. But um, I, I, mean, I mean, it's if 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 Michael Thomas isn't there, Emmanuel Sanders is a great play. But it's yeah. like we don't need to say that. That's just obvious things that come out, right? Yeah, and like, if Michael Thomas is healthy, are you going to start Emmanuel Sanders anyway? I would say yes. Yes, I would. And Jared Cook, for that matter. Um, yeah, and absolutely. Alvin Kamara. I mean, he's a top five the, tight end. The so. question is, are you starting Alvin Kamara and Lat Murray? I'm not. I'm not starting Lat. Okay. What about uh, I don't another week? I, I wouldn't either. I'm just, You'd really have to yeah. be in a pinch. A Posed huge pinch. How do you feel about Brian Edwards if this is going to be a high-scoring game? I'm going to wait and see. wait and see. It's the same thing with a lot of the guys we, we uh, talked about. So let's let's get back to Rugs though. <laughs> Rugs is a start is, for me. This is the one I'm that, starting Rugs no matter what. Okay. So I think, I, I think everybody here is starting yeah. Rugs with, with confidence somewhat. Um, and Darren Waller. But, yeah, Brian yes. Edwards is a wait and see for me, Craig. And Josh Jacobs is an obvious. Is an obvious start. Um, okay, so we are now uh, 53 minutes into our podcast. We have finally gotten over all of the uh, the uh, things there. Let me get the right window open because we have some consensus start and sits to go over. Cool. Yeah, and you can find all of our start sits individually. We each have every single position. Uh, that'll be all on the website for you to, to view. Quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and flex from each of us. These are our consensus ones, the ones that we thought were the best and most reliable advice that we could give as a group yeah and we're gonna just kind of quickly fire through some of these um well and i'll start oh my god our flex just totally threw me off i didn't know what the heck we were reading um yeah go ahead craig yeah so like we you know talked about in the philadelphia matchup i think that there's going to be a lot more positive things for philadelphia coming in with miles sanders i think it's going to help out wentz and the passing game everything i think that's why we have wentz as our start quarterback of the week uh, moving over to sit, I think it was um, Corey. Didn't you have the both sit? Corey, Corey and I Tom had Deshaun Watson? You, as you a did, sit. okay. And and really, it's more or less just like I I think you start Will Fuller with confidence, but I think you sit Deshaun Watson being skeptical because pass catchers just aren't good there. 
you know, and somebody has to catch the ball, but, you know, Will Fuller can catch five of them and have a great fantasy day. And right. and Deshaun Watson can complete 20 passes and have a shitty one, like, and Desha- that's what I would expect. Deshaun is very primed to give you, like, 11 points this week, and that's not starting quarterback material for your fantasy I mean, team. And you saw it last week against Kansas City's defense, which really isn't that fantastic. He was struggling to, to throw the he ball. He scrambled right. so many times. Yeah. And it's not going to be better against Baltimore. No, I, I said, like, I don't think that Kansas City's defense is – that good. I think Houston made them. They they helped make Kansas City's uh, they, defense they look made, good. They made a lot of mistakes and on offense. The Ravens' defense is that good. So how is this going to be any better for Deshaun? Well, yeah, and and I think this really kind of leads into the the our RB start, which we combine Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins because really at the end of the day, I think that this game is just again flowing through the running backs of the Ravens. That's what they want to do. They're not going to be. They're not going to have to. Uh, assert any sort of offensive pressure against Houston because I think Houston's still trying to find their identity. That's why we're saying start Ingram and Dobbins. Um, we have an RB sit of James Conner, which who who had the James Conner? Craig, that was Craig. me. Uh, he's um, he, he's banged up already. Uh, we you know nailed nailed it down a lot. You know six touches and you're already hurt is very difficult. I've heard um, you know eighty nine percent. Uh, what was was his actual percentage of you know getting hurt this season, and then sixty four percent was another one that I saw. So he's uh, he's been the top um, you know uh, the top player to predict injury, and I think it, it could happen again. And that's why we're going to say sit you know coming off of the ankle injury. You know we'll, we'll wait and see if he's actually healthy. Um, all right, our wide receivers start T Y Hilton. Our wide receivers sit Sammy Watkins. Big week one Sammy sitting. <laughs> Big See, that's because you don't ever hear week two Sammy. Exactly. Week you one Sammy is huge. Week two Sammy doesn't or exist. Or three, four, five, six, seven, nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen. Uh, and then yeah. T.Y. Hill is a great start, a uh, great match. Scotty, you just passed Billy's, who is a kindergartner, his uh, his one-on-one today. Damn. He had a count to 20. Nice oh, job. Wow. You nice. just passed that. How do you nice. do? Good. I mean, you didn't get 18, 19, and 20, but you get to 17, so that's good. I'm getting close. Let me yeah. tell you a couple things, back. Billy. You don't have to know all the numbers. You just got to know most of them, kid. Um, uh, tight end, TJ Hawkinson, phenomenal start on our end. And by the way, this, you know, we entered these before the, the Galladay news came out, like, I think minutes before, but oh, still, yeah, still, kudos. Mere um, minutes. <laughs> um, and the sit of the week is Gronk. The reason we have Gronk as a sit is because his start percentage was just ridiculous. People uh, are still going to start him because they dropped they, they dropped him as like a top six tight end just because the name. And even with Godwin out, I still wouldn't start Gronk. No, no. no we, as long as OJ Howard's healthy, I don't think you can start Gronk. Yeah, I agree. All right, Eric. I might change my tune in a couple of weeks. We'll see. Our start. He has a good game. <laughs> Obviously, I was misspoken. Scotty. Our start flex is Tony Miller, Anthony Miller. Is that what <laughs> confused you? I was like, it I thought it was. confused the shit out of me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, who the hell is Tony I Miller? I knew that that was, was like, Is this another defensive I player? I literally <laughs> knew it was going to mess with you guys, but I did it anyways because I thought it would be funny. And then I didn't think it was actually going to. Yeah, I mean, he, he's facing the Giants. Great matchup. Great week yeah. one. Um, start him with confidence. You just hope that Mitch can get him the ball. He and, will at some point. He'll yeah, throw 25 times to him, but he'll get him. He's going to have to. Uh, and then Cam Akers is our flex sit. Uh, again, I just think this is a backfield you're going to have to wait and see on with, with Cam Akers. I also – and, and too, I, I'm not sure this is really going to be game script, you know, helpful to the running backs of, of the Rams because the, you know, Cowboys are going to be passing a lot, and I think the Rams are going to have to do the same. Yeah. I, I agree. Uh, yeah. And our I, sleepers yeah. and Darthers will be on the website as yes. well. So, yeah, and, and I know Corey just went over that, but go ahead, go over to topshelffantasy.com. Hit up the uh, start and sit column. You'll see all of our start and sits. We'll have little write-ups, nice little, nice and pretty. Sign up, become a member, become a Shelfie, and it'll be emailed to you so you don't have to go and find it. We send it to you. Top Shelf Fantasy. Stay fluid. Stay loose. Thank you.